With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. The George Wilder. Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Freedom. This is what I call.
This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you, and wel- welcome to another um, episode of the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, it's a great day in, just in the city of Chicago, folks. It is such a, it looks just like summer. Actually, it still is summer, but it feels great in the city of Chicago. And um, I hope it's wonderful, and I hope you're enjoying yourself and enjoying the weather, especially wherever you are in the world. And for those folks who were devastated by the hurricane, uh, you are in our prayers. Believe me, you are there. Just stay up, stay positive, and tell yourself you're going you're gonna to make it. You're going to do this again. <laughs> this hurricane is not going to keep you down. You're going to think positive. You're going to uh, uh, get out there and do the best you can to try to uh, reclaim your life after this uh, devastating after devastating losses from the hurricane. and uh, But in the city of Chicago, it is so beautiful. It is so uh, great. I mean, it just makes you want to be out at the beach or something or at the park or something, you know, or sitting on a rock, <laughs> sitting on a rock, you know. I mean, they have rocks at the park over there, big giant boulder kind of rocks. Sometimes people go sit on them and just, you know, uh, just uh, they just stare out there or... or daydream out there in front of the lake as the water is is moving slowly or the tide is moving in and back and it, it's just beautiful it's just wonderful it's a wonderful day in the city of chicago i wish i could just take these days that we've been having in the city of chicago these beautiful summer-like days sunny days bright beautiful wonderful um take them and take these days and just wrap them up and keep them forever and never try to think about this winter is on its way you know, <laughs> try not to think about that. Boots, gloves, heavy coats. <laughs> you folks in warm climates, I don't think you know what I'm talking about. But uh, those of us who are uh, uh, used to living in the cold weather, we know what, what what's it like, what, what it is like, if I can fix my mouth. Anyway, um, it's so beautiful in the city of Chicago. And I do sincerely uh, hope that it's beautiful where you are. And welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. You can always find this show on Facebook. You can find this show on LinkedIn, Amazon, Google. You know, you can always podcast a past show or something like that. And I want to apologize to some of, for a couple of days. I think there's been some sort of background interference uh, uh, during the shows. And we're trying to get that straightened out, hopefully, if it doesn't too much interfere with the broadcast. We're really going to try and see what we can do about that. So it's one of those things they call what? Technical difficulty. Everybody has it. (laughs) You know, everybody has it. And I was just seeing some clips, some um, video from the devastation of the Caribbean. Some of those islands in the Caribbean, some of the, you know, the homes are just flattened and and devastation in, in Miami, Florida, Florida Keys, you know, Virgin Islands, uh, this Hurricane Irma, I mean, it was really some devastation. I mean, it really, I mean, a lot of people lost their homes. And uh, and I was saying uh, to some people, hurricanes, twisters, bad weather, you know, they don't care what color you are. They don't care if you're rich or poor. They don't care what you got, what you haven't got. 
I mean, when they come along, they're going to destroy everything. Doesn't matter who it belongs to, you know. So, and one of the things I want to say again, I want to re- reiterate again, and I've reiterated this uh, for the last week or so that people out here helping people, Mer- Americans helping Americans, Americans giving of themselves, taking times out of their busy lives to go and help other people in some of these hurricane destructive areas. And, and the bad thing about this is that politicians try to take credit for it. You know, even Trump is trying to take credit for some of the things that people would do, even if he wasn't president, you know. But he's president, so one of his jobs is to survey uh, damage when we have one of these natural disasters like we've been having, like like we had these two last hurricanes, Texas and Indiana. I'm hearing there's another one. But the last one of his is to survey and to help people and to give people hope. That's one of his jobs. Apparently, he didn't know that. I'm pretty sure some somebody around the White House told him that, you know. And now he's uh, in Florida and everything. His wife is there. But, you know, I, I don't want to, I think her name is Melena. I don't want to diss her or anything, but she is no Michelle Obama. I mean, she is, every time I see her with Trump, she's supposedly his wife. They seem not to have any chemistry. They don't hold hands. You don't see no love in the air between them. It's as if they're just not compatible with each other, if you see them. I mean, she, uh, I think I saw a couple of clips where she neglected to take his hand. He tried to grab her hand and he snatched, and she snatched it back. I just don't see no love there with Trump and his wife, Melena. I, I, she's there with him. I'm pretty sure he probably begged her to come because she probably didn't want to come. But it was he figured that he needed her with him because it looks good that he have his wife around with him, you know. But when you see them together, at least when I see them, I, I there's no compatibility there. They, they don't gel together, you know, for some reason. She's just there. <laughs> She's just there for a photo, photo op or something, you know, <laughs> just like he is. Donald Trump is all about photo ops, you know, <laughs> getting on television. Because as we all know, Donald Trump is all about Donald Trump. No one else. He's making money. He's making money off the, the taxpayers, He's making money off the taxpayers, and that is against the Constitution. But the Republicans in Congress, uh, they don't see it that way because they are white supremacists and racists themselves. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Hate has no home here. Be nice to one another out there. Stop arguing, bitching, and, and just try to get along with each other. You know, stop shooting and killing each other. Put the guns down. I think I've talked about putting the guns down um, when I first started doing the show <laughs> because the carnage in Chicago was just ridiculous. And uh, I've been doing the show for three years, three and a half years, three years maybe. And it's been fun. Every show has been fun. I met a lot of people along the way. Some great, some not so great. <laughs> but you deal, but, but you, you move on. So you move on and you, you have to move on. All right. Uh, we each have two hands, one for helping ourselves and another for helping others. That is so true. And it's nothing like helping others because one of the things America is, 
America is divided. There is no doubt about it. There's no other way to get around it. There's only no other way you can say it. We are divided. And usually if a house is divided against itself, it will fall. If you know where that came from, let me know. <laughs> okay. Three four seven eight five seven one seven six two. The George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air. This is Thursday, folks. So if you're podcasting this show uh, later on, you know that this is a Thursday show. But you know, I mean, what is whether if it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Monday or Tuesday, whatever. I mean, my shows are good. I mean, I try to make them the best I can. If something's wrong with my show, it is it's something that I haven't figured out or found out about yet. And I've been here for three years, folks, three and a half years. Yes, I should have. <laughs> Some people say, well, three years, that's no time. You should have been on longer. Yeah, but uh, I thought about it. You know, I thought about it. And now that I'm here, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I enjoy the people that come on the show. I enjoy their stories. I enjoy the, whatever their story is about. I mean, I've had some people say, George, you have a, that woman you had on was a kook. I don't regard people that come on my show as kooks because they're talking about something that may be out of this world. I just like to hear people, whatever they do with themselves. I mean, if they if they like what they do, then, hey, wow, great, beautiful. I may not agree with everybody to come on the show, uh, try to uh, um, uh, influence my audience or influence me, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's still fun to see what people are thinking and how they're thinking because this show is about making the world a better place. And most of the people that I try to book for the show, they have something to say or to give that's going to make the world a better place. Um, and that's all it's about, making the world a better place. There's no time to feel sad or depressed or out of it because, because of the things that are going on in the world. No, you don't do that. What you do, you keep yourself uh, healthy. You keep yourself... Um, uh, thinking positive so you can go out there and do some positive things to help to make the world a better place. If you see something that's not right in the world or something that's negative or something that shouldn't be, be the first one to speak on it and be the first one to say it's not right. And try to figure out how we can all get together and make this a better place. And that's what the George Wilder Jr. Show is all about. It's not about me. It's, it's not about uh, this show. It's about uh, the world at large, you know, the world at large, because I've just got through saying we are divided. We are totally divided, and it shouldn't be that way. That's wrong. So we have to work together to try to um, get this world, uh, get <clears throat> to get the world, maybe America, undivided, and we all come together as one, because that's what these hurricanes have done, brought Americans together to help Americans. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. As I as, as I alluded to, hurricanes, they do not have a preference when they come roaring through your town and destroying everything. They don't care if you're rich, poor, black, white, green, yellow. They don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent. The, the, this deadly weather does not care. They're gonna, it's going to destroy, it's going to maim, and it's going to kill. So 
what better way of bringing America together than knowing that America, Americans will help other Americans uh, to try to get back on their feet. The other day, there was a tele telethon by uh, A-list celebrities uh, uh, on television, uh, some kind of a, uh, they were raising money for um, people in these devastated hurricane uh, regions like Florida. You know, people are, people are still in need. People have lost everything. Homes, houses, the apartments, buildings, I mean, everything. But the thing is, Florida is still on the map. It is still there. The Florida Keys damage, you know, uh, it's still there. You know, it's none of none of these uh, states, cities, towns, uh, islands were blown off the map as 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 the weather people uh, alluded to leading up to uh, uh, Irma, uh, you know, leading up to it. But, you know, they're still there and by them, by these towns and cities, states still being there that's enough time, that's good enough to start a rebuild. And that's what Trump should be doing. Instead of going around um, for photo ops and stuff like that, he should be helping to rebuild uh, because um, that's what it's going to uh, take. going to take rebuilding from <laughs> brick by brick. That's what it's going to take. Right. It, and it was so great to see communities coming together. I mean, this was just so beautiful to see Americans coming to, together for Americans. There was nothing racial about it. There was, no, there was nothing that anybody hated. Nobody hated each other. You know, nobody was calling each other out of their names or taking out a gun, shooting someone because they were the wrong color. Communities were coming together to help each other. They were banning together. Uh, to help each other. But the world is still divided. America is still divided. You know, and that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. North Korea. <laughs> These guys then launched another missile. I'm hearing toward Japan, if that's correct. There is no doubt about it. This guy, Kim Jong-un, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, this guy is begging for confrontation. This this idiot is begging for war. This North Korea is aching to be bombed off the map. You know, I mean, they are no uh, they they are just no comparison to the United States to to the United States military. They seem like they have a good military from what I see on television, but it. It's not. It's no comparison to um, the United States, and these guys just keep launching missiles, launching missiles close to uh, U.S. territory of Guam. There, at one time, I think this guy said that he was going to try and bomb Guam off the map. He has a hydrogen bomb, you know, and and he's dangerous, and he's flaunting these missiles launches to the world. Kim Jong-un is aching for war. He's begging for war. He wants it. He can't stand the United States. 
And I don't want to be an advocate for war because I think killing people is just not the right thing to do. But this guy, he's going to have to be taken out because if you don't take him out, he's going to take us out. It's best to go after the agitator before the agitator comes over here and he has threatened the United States multiple times, multiple times. And yet the United States haven't really responded with any military action. They're, they're, they were talking about diplomacy. Yeah, I think that probably could work if this guy wants it, but it, it appears to me, I'm just assuming, but it appears to me that he doesn't give a damn about diplomacy. He doesn't care two cents about trying to trying to talk this out. He, I mean, these missiles, when you look at, at these missiles, every time they launch a missile, this guy gets a gleam in his eye. I mean, it's like um, these missiles are like toys in his hands. It's, these are his toys. He's playing with them, you know, even though these missiles can <laughs> uh, blow us all up. So he's aching for war with the United States. I, I don't think there's no other country in the world that he really antagonizes as much as he does the United States. You know, I mean, he can't stand it. I don't know if it's Donald Trump or, <laughs> or, or not, or if it's just the United States in general. But anyway, this guy is totally begging for war. I mean, he wants it so bad because he ignores all the warnings. He ignores all the sanctions. He doesn't care. But I do think that the sanctions uh, are, are hurting him, are hurting his country. You know, but uh, I don't really think he gives a damn because he's going to go out the next day and and um, and he's going to go out the next day and launch another missile towards some other country or court, uh, toward Guam again. As they as I've heard that uh, he said he was going to try and bomb off uh, 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 bomb off the map. And I, I think Donald Trump had threatened him back and said if he tried to do that or someone in the State Department threatened him uh, back and said that's not going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. But this guy, he really is asking for it. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say bomb the hell out of North Korea because they're asking for it. I mean, anybody, any other leader throughout the world would probably say the same thing. This guy is asking for it. But if... The United States or any other country or its ally, allies can find a way to do this peacefully through diplomacy, then do it. Try it. But I have a feeling that it's not going to work because this guy, he loves launching missiles. I mean, he's like a little kid with a toy, with a toy <laughs> that can kill us all, you know, and... Um, uh, I, I just think he's just asking for war. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. It is Thursday, and it's such a beautiful day. I'm in my studio here, folks. I just love being in the studio, and I do love describing it to you <laughs> because I have this great big old window and great big old window in front of me, and there's people passing me by and all that kind of thing while I'm looking out. It, you know, a lot of um, – if you look at a lot of uh, television stations and news stations, they've redecorated their newsroom. And I have redecorated my my uh, radio studio here, and uh, I'm 
near, I'm near the window here, great big window. I'm watching people. They're looking in. And it's just, uh, it, it gives you a feeling of um, not being thankful or being blessed because um, you're, you're, you're uh, on the radio or you're on television and you're telling yourself and you're telling the world you're trying to make things better for everybody. You know, and not for me. I, I, I had my chance. <laughs> I'm done. But it's the world that I'm, um, I'm thinking about. Yeah, I'm always trying to make the world a better place. Uh, and I'm saying once again that uh, we're going to have to vote in November. Um, because if I, am I getting off subject here? It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to have to um, get out here and vote in November 20, uh, 2018. Because the Trump administration, without a doubt, they're trying to suppress the vote. They are, he's got some kind of panel called the fraud panel uh, that he's going to New Hampshire, or he may have already been, and trying to find ways to suppress the vote. That's all it is. He's, Trump is pissed off because he lost a popular vote. And he's pissed off that nobody likes him. <laughs> he's pissed off that he can't get any traction, can't get anything done in Congress. I mean, Trump's been in office seven and a half months, eight months, and he hasn't gotten a single legislative victory since he's been in office. He's, he's, he's gotten actually nothing through. Obamacare is still here. It still lives, you know, because they they failed in trying to actually repeal it. But as I've said before, Obamacare is in the hands of the Republicans because the Republicans run everything in Congress. So they can, they can bring Obamacare out for repeal uh, for another vote anytime that they want to because it's there. It, it's theirs to repeal. It's not the Democrats. The Democrats doesn't, they don't, control anything. The Republicans control the House, they control the Senate, they control the White House, and they control the majority of the governorships around America. So, and Obamacare, healthcare, is in the hands of the Republicans. So it can fail, Obamacare can fail a hundred times uh, with the Republicans, but they can still bring it out a hundred more times to try to repeal it until they finally repeal it. So that's how that's going to work. So the, so don't think because you still got your health care that it may be there the next week or the month from uh, a month from now. It may not because they're still going to try to try uh, to repeal it because that's they've been trying to repeal it for seven years. They're not going to stop now. You know, <laughs> even though they didn't have the votes the last time, they're going to try to get the votes again. But how how does anybody go to Congress to hurt people? Nobody, I don't think there's a voter in America that votes for, for a, uh, a representative or a senator to go to Congress to hurt them, you know, you know, to make life worse for them or to make life worse for Americans in general. This just happens. I mean, we don't vote for people to go uh, to Congress, to Washington, to hurt us. But that's what they're doing. 
That's what the Republicans are doing. They are in full control. They are in the driver's seat here. But they won't be. They will not be come November 2018, November 6th to be Pacific 2018, because we're going to vote every last one of their asses out. They have got to go. You've been, <laughs> you've been listening, and I don't have to tell you why. You should know why. Okay. All right. <laughs> You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. All right. Uh, it, it is a beautiful day in the city of Chicago. Once again, I want to say I hope like hell that it's great where you are because I don't want to be sitting here in all of this sunshine and great weather and you're miserable. Uh, I'm just hoping that uh, you are uh, enjoying some of this too. All right. All right. Hey there, friends and fans. This is George Wilder Jr. of the George Wilder Jr. Show. 
<laughs> I want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash G Wilder or go to the Amazon website and type my name in the text bar above to either order or download a book, a story, essays, novels, novelettes, whatever you want to do. And I want to thank you very much for that. And as always, good reading. This is George Wilder Jr. And keep listening. There's always more to come. All right. Thank you, everybody. I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. He is now almost certainly, almost unavoidably, the soon-to-be future ex-president of the United States. That first draft of the James Comey firing letter, that story that got suitably buried by the hurricane and DACA and North Korea, that first draft should be the end. It may take two years to get there, or two hours, but it is the end. The original draft of the Comey letter that Trump and Stephen Miller reportedly wrote, four pages reportedly full of anger over Russia and details of Trump's many meetings with Comey, means that the firing is no longer just likely obstruction of justice, it is likely premeditated obstruction of justice. With a paper trail. And special counsel Robert Mueller has a copy. But wait, there's more. It's actually worse even than that. It's essentially premeditated obstruction of justice in the White House, in the Oval Office, by the president to stop an investigation of the president's campaign and his transition team and his administration and ultimately himself. And there was apparently a warning to the president by the White House counsel not to do it because the word reportedly used was, it's problematic. The White House counsel, Mr. McGahn, seems to have warned the president not to send the letter, not to fire the FBI director, not to do it. And he reportedly also took a copy of the letter and marked it up and gave it back to Stephen Miller with, quote, several sections that he believed needed to be removed. And for all we know, he may as well have used the phrase obstruction of justice. And then the president fired Comey anyway. And all of a sudden there were different reasons for firing him. And all of a sudden there was this other letter written by the deputy attorney general, which seems to have been rushed into existence to cover up the real reason he fired the FBI director anyway. And there's a paper trail. And Robert Mueller has the original letter. And there are witnesses. Because Trump reportedly read or described the letter in the White House, in the Oval Office, on the 8th of May, to the White House counsel, Don McGahn, to the vice president, to the senior advisor, Hope Hicks, to Jared Kushner, and to the fired chief of staff, Reince Priebus, and they are all screwed, too. Unless, that is, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal are all not merely wrong, but have all fabricated a story, the same story. Trump is guilty of obstruction of justice, and in writing that letter, Trump has, in essence, already confessed to it. He is now almost certainly, almost unavoidably, the soon-to-be future ex-president of the United States. The main problem for Trump is that all these people who reportedly saw or heard about that letter that day, the vice president and the White House counsel included among them, could now be subject to being questioned in front of the grand jury. If White House counsel McGahn is asked, Did you tell the president he had to change that letter because firing Comey for those reasons would be a crime? And McGahn says, yes, then Trump is in desperate trouble. 
As the long-term former federal prosecutor Renato Mariotta put it on Twitter, if Trump did it anyway, that would be slam-dunk evidence of a corrupt intent. And McGahn can't refuse to testify, and Trump cannot keep him from testifying by claiming executive privilege or attorney-client privilege, because nearly 20 years ago, another special counsel got a court to rule that government attorneys can't avoid grand jury questions about government officials having potentially committed criminal acts. The special counsel who got that established was Ken Starr, and the loser in that case was Bill Clinton. As the former prosecutor, Mariotti, also noted, if the White House counsel says, I didn't tell him it was illegal, I didn't think it was illegal, I just didn't like the tone of the letter, Trump could actually be in the clear here, unless unless any of the other people in the room contradict him when they testify to the grand jury without knowing how anybody else in the room testified themselves to the grand jury. Or unless they produce that marked-up copy of the letter McGahn gave back to Stephen Miller, telling him he had to take out these paragraphs and those paragraphs, and those paragraphs aren't about tone, but they're about Russia. In the worst-case scenario, the president and his senior advisor, Miller, started a plan to illegally dismiss the FBI director, and they left a paper trail. Then the White House counsel learned of this plan, tried to stop it, left his own paper trail, and may have to wind up testifying against the president. Because then somebody decided to start another conspiracy with the deputy attorney general to come up with an excuse letter with which to dismiss the FBI director anyway, so the acting deputy attorney general is in it too, and just for good measure they ran it past Hope Hicks, Stephen Miller, Jared Kushner, Rance Priebus, everybody else they could find, and all of them got conspiracy stains all over them. And of course they also did that to the vice president. As a right-wing commentator for the Washington Post, Jennifer Rubin noted, attention will soon focus on the vice president. What did he hear? Did he know the proffered reason for the termination was phony? And if so, did he knowingly mislead Congress and the American people when he advanced the cover story? Mr. Pence, who seems to have skated away just before the ice cracked under General Mike Flynn, could for the first time be in a world of hurt of his own here. He could easily be a grand jury witness testifying against the president's White House counsel or the president's son-in-law or the president. It is entirely plausible that Pence's only way out of this mess that Trump created with the first draft of the Comey letter could easily become turning on Trump. And that's if he had no idea that the White House counsel was furiously trying to stuff the toothpaste back into Trump's tube. And, oh, by the way, another little detail that kind of got lost in the more obvious, more hateful stories about Trump and the hurricane and Trump and North Korea and Trump and DACA is that Trump's security guy of nearly two decades, his permanent body man, his advisor, his gatekeeper, an ex-New York cop named Keith Schiller, up and quit over the weekend supposedly because he missed the money and his old lifestyle, an old lifestyle which has involved Trump and more money, and his old lifestyle which has involved Trump and more money and Trump and more money every day since 1999. So I don't know how leaving Trump gets him back to his old Trump lifestyle. But you know who delivered the letter to Comey's office when Trump fired him, right? The same guy, Keith Schiller. But it's just a coincidence. Like it was a coincidence that just before all this broke, Trump's lawyers went to Mueller's office and slimed Comey as an unreliable witness and explained why Trump wasn't guilty of obstruction of justice. 
Like it was a coincidence that out of the blue last Friday, Trump suddenly slimed Comey and talked about a rigged system on Twitter after months of ignoring both topics. Like it was a coincidence that the president reportedly wrote a furious long letter telling the FBI director he was firing him for apparently not publicly clearing him about Russia. Then coincidentally, the White House counsel saw it. And the next thing you knew, there was a really short coincidental firing letter. And presto, there was also another coincidence, a letter from the attorney general deputy about how bad an FBI director, the FBI director, was. Oh, and the vice president being in the middle of this. Also a coincidence. As the punchline to a joke that's at least 30 years old goes, coincidence? I think not. Two years or two hours, I don't know anymore, but he is the soon-to-be future ex-president of the United States. And I wouldn't need long odds to bet against Mike Pence as well. Resist. Remove. Peace. And look, I don't know if my book is out before he is out, but it's called Trump is Effing Crazy, and it'll be available by October 17th, and you can pre-order it now. Or don't, and just wait for your subpoena. Whoa, I said it once, Now I'm going to say it, say it, say it again. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing until we can't do what we're doing no more. All righty. <laughs> North Korea. I talked about this earlier. Uh, that was Keith Olbermann, folks. Keith, one of my favorite commentators. Uh, I mean, he is in Trump's butt. He, <laughs> he doesn't like Trump. I mean, he, he said it one day. <laughs> he, said, he said it on, on one of his um, YouTube programs. Uh, that he didn't like Trump. I've heard a lot of com- commentators and, you know, um, guests, uh, prominent people, people in high places, just come out and just say it. I don't like Trump. I mean, <laughs> they make no bones about it. And I love to have people on the show who speak their mind. I mean, don't hold back. Just speak your mind, <laughs> you know, say what you're going to say. And I've said it on the show several times, too, that, that I don't like Trump. And I don't like Trump be, not because uh, Trump makes you not like him. You know, he makes you not t- want to trust him. He makes you not want to, um, uh, you know, call him president. I don't dislike anybody just for 
just for the hell of disliking somebody. I mean, this person has to have some sort of some kind of fault for that. Anyway, uh, I was as I alluded earlier on the show that Kim Jong Un uh, had a uh, uh, launch another missile. It is true. I mean, North Korea flies another missile over Japan, and people are pissed. People are pissed. This guy, as I said earlier, this guy is asking for war. He wants it. Uh, there is an article. Let me see if we can't pull up the article. Okay. The latest provocation provoc- comes days after the UN Security Council passed the toughest sanctions uh, on this guy. And maybe that's why he's pissed. He's pissed because of the sanctions. So he wants to show everybody that he has missiles to play with. Because as, as I alluded to this, I mean, he acts as if these things are toys. <laughs> he acts as, as if they are toys. Okay, North Korea launched an unidentified missile from the Pai Jagan over Japan on Thursday. South Korea news agency reported the latest in a series. This is a series, I agree of recent propagation actions by that country that also included an underground denotation of a nuclear device. Wow. The American and South Korean militaries are analyzing the launch according to Seoul's Office of the Joint Chiefs Staff. Those office of the Joint Chiefs Staff. This guy, he has to be taken out. I mean, I don't advocate war. I don't advocate going in, blowing somebody's head off unless it's in a book. <laughs> but uh, this guy, just like the Secretary of State, I think this was the Secretary of State, or was it the Ambassador uh, Nikki, Nikki something, I can't remember her last name. She used to be governor, but now she's ambassador ambassador to the United States, I believe. She said the same thing. She said, I, I usually don't agree with her, but I do agree with her when she said this, that North Korea was just itching for war. I, I, I totally agree with her. You know, this guy playing with these missiles uh, like they were toys, like he just gotten this stuff for Christmas or something under the Christmas tree. Uh, he needs to be blown off the the, um, the earth. You don't want to see people die, but I mean, as I just got through saying, it's either him or, or us. And um, this is serious. This guy needs to go. Um, uh, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure some of the uh, allies around the country uh, are thinking the same thing. I mean, if the United States went in and bombed these people to smithereens, I'm pretty sure nobody would probably bat an eye at this because he's been uh, uh, provocative at this for a long time. It's just crazy. You know, nobody wants to see a war, but hey, wow, nobody wants to be blown up either, you know. And uh, he has his military. The military in 
North Korea, uh, they're ready for war. They are. They are ready for war. And this guy wants war. He wants it. I mean, he, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody, every country in the world has probably probably have been talking to him saying, stop this. Stop this. This is crazy. But the more someone tells this guy to stop it, the more missiles he launched. And he's not going to stop it. He's going to get people killed. North Korea launched a ballistic missile that flew over northern Japan in late August and conducted its most powerful nuclear donation to the date on September 3rd, which the regime claimed was a hydrogen bomb. The United Nations Security Council passed new sanctions against the isolated kingdom on Monday, but so far attempts to pressure so far, it didn't do anything to stop this guy from launching missiles. It didn't do anything. I mean, this guy is just, he's just crazy. And the United States and its allies, they're going to have to get crazy with this guy and just take him out before he takes the rest of us out. And that, and that is no joke, folks. That is no joke. Okay, let's move right along. It says here that Donald Trump denies DACA deal, says he's doing nothing without a wall. This is Donald Trump. The next, the, the, the next moment, he does something one day, and the next day, he'll deny that he did it. He'll, he'll agree on something one day and the next day, come back and you say he didn't agree on it. He doesn't. He doesn't know what they're talking about. Donald Trump is not to be trusted. He's not to be believed on anything. He made a deal with the um, Republicans to. I mean, not the Republicans, but with the Democrats. And the Republicans were pissed off at that, and they got in Trump's ass. So Trump <laughs> said today that there is no deal. There was a deal. That was a total deal. Everybody knew it was a deal. The people around him who, who witnessed that it was a deal. The press said it was a deal. You know, everybody was, now it's no deal. He got, the, the, his Republican, his base got in his ass and, and he changed his mind. Donald Trump cannot be trusted. He'll do He'll do something one day, change it. He'll say something one day, then he'll go back and say he didn't say it. Instead of saying, well, you guys took, took it out of context, he'll just say he didn't say it. Donald Trump's been lying. <laughs> Donald Trump has been lying since the day he took office in January. And he never stopped. He never looked back. And I feel so sorry for the people who have to go out and defend these lies, constantly lies to defend him in some way. And uh, such as, for example, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the press secretary, uh, she has to go out and just, I, I think she's a very, very intelligent lady. I think she's very bright. I think she's in the wrong job, though, as did defending Donald Trump. I think she's totally in the in the wrong job. I think she could get a job some doing uh, in, 
probably some other kind of government service instead of getting out there in the press room at the White House every day trying to defend Donald Trump. I mean, you got some people in uh, Donald Trump's administration. They say they're not going to try and defend Donald Trump anymore. They're saying that Donald Trump is going to defend himself. I mean, you had this Secretary, Secretary of State Rex Tillerman, Tillerson. He said the other day that when someone asked him about Donald Trump and what was Donald Trump doing, he said, well, you got to ask Donald Trump because I don't know. <laughs> you gotta, I mean, you're in meetings with him. You know more about what he's up to than anybody. But, you know, he goes on to say, well, you have to ask Donald Trump. I don't know. <laughs> nobody really knows what Donald Trump is going to do from one day to the next. Nobody knows what Donald Trump is going to do, going to say from one day to the next. He is just that unpredictable. I, you know what I think? I think Donald Trump doesn't know what he's going to do from one day to the next. I think Donald Trump, he just plays it by the book. You know, if he does something one day and does something one day and a lot of his uh, supporters and his base, they don't like it, then the next day he's going to change his mind about it. And that's what happened here. Okay, so the dreamers, the DACA uh, uh, bill is not off the desk. These people are still up for deportation. De deportation, sorry. They are still up for deportation. So uh, he Donald Trump has changed his mind once again. I mean, or he just flat out lied. You just can't believe anything Donald Trump says. He's just not credible as president or as a person. And he he is not. I mean, there's so many people who are saying Donald Trump is over over his head as president. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's he's being taught how to be president. If Donald Trump is presidential, if Donald Trump is doing things that a, a president does, that means that he's learning on the job. Donald Trump, because everybody who's anybody, everybody in government has said, especially in Washington, that Donald Trump is just learning by numbers. You know, I mean, they're saying that he doesn't doesn't know anything about government. But yet, they're all falling in line uh, with Donald Trump, you know. And a lot of people are saying uh, that um, they are, they will be so glad when the the investigations are over. And I think, and I think this, no matter when those, when the investigations are over, I don't think nothing nothing is going to happen to Donald Trump. I think the Republicans are just going to say, no matter what, no matter what it is, you know, I mean, he's guilty of treason. Well, he's just guilty of treason. There won't be any impeachment process unless the American people demand one. I mean, we have been demanding impeachment of Donald Trump for about three or four months. So maybe it's time to overthrow. I mean, that's sad and, and a bad thing to say. But either that or he's going to overthrow the rest of us, especially off our health care, because he needs money for the wall. And he's going to cut every program there is to try to get money for the wall. I actually think that he should probably probably put up his own money. You want a wall? Pay for it himself. I don't want to help to pay for a wall. <laughs> you know, so... Um, I don't know. The only thing basically that I can say is, folks, we have to galvanize in 2018 to vote. If we get 
a Democratic Congress in 2018, Trump will be impeached. The Republicans are not going to do it no matter how many crimes this guy has broken because they are part of the part of the conspiracy, part of the crime, part of what's going on. You know, they are part of what's going on. And it's a damn shame that we have so much hate in Congress, in the White House, hate, racism. Um, this is why the country is so polarized and so divided, because we have leaders who are polarized and dividing us purposely. And that is uh, uh, not right. You know, that is not right. That's why we have to get together, galvanize and vote. And they know we're going to vote. They know we're going to throw their asses out. They know this. This is why they are working right now at the sound of my voice to suppress the vote. They are working right now at the sign of the sound of my voice to stop you, me, and them, those people over there, from voting. They know this. Donald Trump is leading the cause. Donald Trump is sending out his thugs saying, find a way to uh, prove that there's been voter fraud. He's, and so he can try to find, and the Republicans are going to be on, in on this too. Believe me, because they want to keep their jobs also, even though they've done nothing. They've done nothing but uh, aid and abet this criminal, Donald Trump. So I, I've been trying to tell people all over the place that, uh, and sometimes people are smart enough for themselves to realize what's on the wall. And what's on the wall now, because a lot of us are eager to vote uh, November 18. A lot of us are eager to get these clowns and these fools and these races out of Congress. A lot of us are very, very eager to do that. And they know it. This is why they are trying to do everything, and they don't give a damn about what's in the Constitution. If it was a Democrat that shredded the Constitution the way Donald Trump and these Republicans are doing, they would have impeached him. I mean, they'd have brought up, I mean, just think of all the hearings that they gave Hillary Clinton in the last few years over this Benghazi thing. And Lord knows, don't forget her emails, the hearings. Donald Trump has done monumental damage to the United States. And they are just letting him get away with murder in terms of damage to the United States. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. So the best thing that we can do is galvanize, go to the polls in droves. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good that we know that they're going to try and suppress the vote. It's good that they know that, that, that we know that they're going to try to stop us from going to the polls, coming up with this or that or this or that, because that's what Republicans do. They know that they can't win a damn thing without cheating. They have to cheat. And we have to be there to uh, make sure that everything 
runs smooth, as smooth as it should be. Because these guys are going to try to cheat, <laughs> and they're going to try to say, well, we're cheating, but it's good for America. They are going to try to cheat their way back into office because the Republicans want – they want to stay in office forever. They don't want it to ever be Democratic-controlled. Now, I, I have problems even with the Democrats. I think some of them are just <laughs> just as weak and cowardly, and, and you know. But you know, I, I think they have uh, better ideas. Uh, I don't think they're as corrupt as the uh, Republicans. Okay, people put in Republicans because they couldn't stand Democrats. Now we've got Republicans in office. Now the people can't stand Republicans and want them out. And found out that the, actually that the Democrats were better at governing than Republicans. And it's been proven now. It's There's no discussion. It's proven. And even the Republicans are probably agree, agreeing with some of the people who are saying that they cannot govern. And they realize that they asses would be out, will be out. So they're convulging and planning and sneaking yeah they're they're sneaking around trying to figure out a way or trying to come up with ways to suppress the vote while you're thinking about something else you may thinking be thinking about the hurricane in in the caribbean or the virgin islands or you may think about maybe thinking about the uh hurricane harvey while you're thinking about why your mind is diverted while you're distracted they're figuring out ways to um, uh, suppress the vote, to keep you from voting. These guys are slick. They, well, they try to be. They try to be, but we are smarter than they are. The American people, we are smarter than they are. But anyway, it's all about getting out the vote to change. You want to take, you want to take America back? We all want to take America back. But the only way you're going to be able to take it back is to get out here and vote. Because these guys are, to, from my understanding, they're trying to work on a tax reform. But And then after tax reform, I think they're going to try and get back to repealing Obamacare. And uh, they may still not have the votes for that. But, you know, they're going to keep trying until they actually get all the votes. And then again, they may never get the votes. Who knows? But anyway, um, the mere fact that they are trying to cut 35 million people off their health care is a damn shame. We are the people, when we the people, we voted for their butts, and by voting for them, we give them the greatest health care in the world. But they want to take ours away and try to justify that. Well, it's better for America. Save money. Yeah, but... I'm going to die. Well, it's good for America. It's just uh, crazy. It's just crazy. So you have to get out there and and vote. I mean, there's a lot of people out here, they have um, their reasons for not voting, but it, I don't think there's really any reason, viable reason for not voting. 
you know, I mean, because we're all under the same umbrella. I mean, I mean, just because you don't vote doesn't mean that he's not going to take your health care away, just like he's going to take the voters' health care away also, whether you vote or you don't vote. Uh, you're going to still suffer the same consequences, so why not vote? You know, um, that's what America is all about. That's why we have a constitution. I understand that some people have religion. My religion says I can't vote, and I'm not voting. Well, uh, that's your prerogative, but um, um, <laughs> I don't want to say something here, folks. So, all right, uh, let's go. Let's see where we're at here. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show at 704 folks, 7.04 p.m. straight up Chicago time. Daylight saving time is telling. I mean, it's starting to, the days are starting to to become shorter. And, but it still feels like summer, even though fall is right around the corner. So, you know, and um, like, I want to say, I want to say this again. I mean, it's great weather in the city of Chicago, and I hope wherever you are in the world that you're having great weather. I understand that the hurricanes have devastated a lot of things around, around, and um, I hope you folks out there who are dealing with the uh, aftermath of this hurricane, trying to rebuild, stay positive, stay focused, and and tell yourself you're going to get through this. It's it, and just start over again. Sometimes it, it may be fun to start over again. I understand that some people, 80% of some people did did not have any flood insurance. So, and, you know, and people who did have insurance, they're still waiting on a check. So it, it's, it's still problematic, but you are in our prayers. Uh, we're praying that everything's fine uh, as it goes on, you know, so uh, be positive. There's no time to be sad. And, oh, I lost this. I lost that. I lost this. No, use that energy to rebuild, to rebuild. You're young. You're, you're, you're talented. You're smart. You've got friends, family. I mean, use that energy to rebuild. And that's what it's all about. That's what America is all about. Americans helping Americans in every way, uh, in every way there is. And um, it's always going to be that way. honoring the fact that today is September 11th. 
and that it has been 16 years since the horrible attack that happened just downtown from where we're sitting, as well as D.C. and Pennsylvania. Yeah. 16 years. 16 years. Time really does fly. Yeah. Really does fly. And of course, all weekend, Hurricane Irma was everywhere. She hit Florida yesterday as a Category 4 hurricane and wreaked havoc, but has now been downgraded to a tropical storm. We want everybody uh, to do everything you can to stay safe. Mm -hmm. But the storm was the hot topic on television all weekend. Lots of reporters yeah. holding on, <laughs> blowing, blowing around, way. blowing this way, yeah. blowing that way. I mean, I, what did you think? <laughs> When you're watching all these people, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I naturally had ABC wanted us to make sure we stressed that we took efforts to uh, make sure reporters were safe. I know a lot of them were tethered, they were which tethered, is reassuring. Yeah. They were tethered to the balcony. Yes. Things. And Amy Robach, who's a good friend of mine, I did write her at one point because I knew she was covering it. And I said, Amy, I'm really freaked out right now watching this. She said, don't worry. We are being, we are taking precautions and getting out of the way. But there was nothing else you could watch. And like. Yeah. I, I know it's important, but you have 24-hour news stations that, like, maybe could have taken a little news break to say, because news doesn't stop for national or yeah. natural disasters. They could have said, you know, yeah. like, FYI, this is what you're also missing. Because it was, it was, it was, it, it was hard. I, I found it to be a little exploitive. Like, I, I understand um, that reporters need to tell us what's going on. But I don't know that you need to tell us what's going on with all the water and the, the, the wind and everything. And, the and, 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 and it's like, they're, they're telling people not to go outside, but they're outside. Like, yeah. I, I didn't understand. And well, then I, I saw one reporter say, um, you know, those of you who are affected by the storm, keep on watching us. I'm like, five million people lost power. They can't watch you so it's just the rest of the world watching and I, I just true. it felt well but ridiculous. It, it, it helps in a certain way because it tells the rush limbaugh's of the world this is real yeah, yeah well that's true <laughs> this is really happening so yeah, you yeah. Know, get out now that, that part yeah. he's saying oh it's nothing yeah. but really what bothered me is that people are saying like pruitt this uh, the epa head of mm. the epa is saying this is not the time to discuss global warming well mm. you know when is the time when the water's over your head when is the time exactly yeah. This is the time to discuss it because scientifically, from what I understand, I'm not a scientist, I don't even play one on TV, but I understand <laughs> that the heat is creating warm waters in the oceans, in the Gulf, wherever, and that is co uh, contributing to the intensity of uh, storms like Irma. Why this is the worst storm we've ever seen, etc., has to do with uh, climate change. And people yeah. who deny that, they should start naming all of these next hurricanes after hurricanes. Hurricane Limbaugh, yeah. Hurricane Pruitt, <laughs> yeah. Hurricane Palin, you know, Hurricane Trump. Understand why people say it's not the time to talk about it because it, right. you know, like when there's a mass shooting, people say that's not the time to talk about gun control. I think it is the time to talk about it because right. that's when it's on your mind. And I saw Al Gore's um, newest movie. I think it's in the Inconsequential Truth. Yeah. It makes the case that there is a tie between what we've been doing to our environment yeah. and these superstorms. I, I hope people go out and, and, and look at it because it's been his life's work, and I believe him. I think I people say with the, with the mass shootings. I know I'm always one of the people on Twitter that says, "Give it a." Minute, yes, and I are. think the reason is that when people are losing their lives, I always remember first and foremost before the news or before the story. Or I remember there's someone. It's someone's mother. It's someone's daughter. It's someone's brother. And I just feel like there's a sacred time. That's not to say you can't 
24 hours later have that debate and link back to what happened and make your argument. But I just, I just personally believe in a 24-hour period where when people's lives are being lost, you got to give it a minute. Well, That's just me. pockets when they're in there because sometimes we've seen reporters talk at memorials or like at funeral, those are not the times. Yeah, so I right. think there's something between Sonny and Jed that I agree with. Yeah. You don't want it to pass too far though, because you need people, you need to pull on people's heartstrings when it's an issue like this, because politics are personal. Mm -hmm. And in those mm -hmm. moments, that's the time to say, I'm scared watching this and I have no, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not affected directly by this, yeah. but I want to know how we're going to avoid this yeah. and, and going forward. And, and, I, I misquoted uh, the, the name of, of, the, of his movie. It's an inconvenient sequel. People no. really, oh, really need to take a look. One thing I'll also say about these reporters that always fascinates me is people forget there's so much pressure on them. This one reporter, Haley Minogue, a reporter for a CBS affiliate, said, somewhere it's been ingrained in our minds that there's a million people that would love to have your job, so yeah, if you won't do it, someone else yeah. will. A million you know? people kill for right. Well, it's true, yeah. though, and, and there's always someone that's going to tell the story. So I have a lot of respect for the people, whether it's, you know, a natural disaster or whether it's a terrorist attack or whether it's the scene of a crime where you have suspects are on the run. There have to be people that are willing to go in there and on the ground tell you what's happening and it's dangerous well, and it's scary but people like if i see well, rob how marciano about, how about stop that's watching. one thing how about give yourself a break right well, you know you're part of it right part of the reason is you know is you're consuming it right. and it's, if it's on every you know god knows we have a lot of choices on what networks you can go to there are a zillion of them so give yourself a break yeah but see we're so addicted to information like this that you couldn't tear yourself away and go, you know what, let me go watch the Archie's cartoon. Yeah, yeah that's, that's old. I know, Netflix. but it's the whole <laughs> but, I, but you know what I mean. Again, I, yeah. I, I understand a meteorologist doing it. Like, if I see Rob Marciano or Sam Champion, yeah. but I don't Ginger know, Z, Ginger yeah. Z, but like, why should I be out there covering? You notice it? I mean, Trump there's no legal angle. You know, we shouldn't be out there. We should not be covering yeah. it. No. You notice that Donald Trump wasn't out there. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something that also you probably don't want to do, as this turns out, this was a joke, but it was called Firing Guns at Storms. It didn't stop over 50,000 people from saying they would attend a posted event on Facebook called Shoot at Hurricane Irma. It gained so much attention. Now again, it was done as a joke, but it gained so much attention that a Florida Sheriff's Office tweeted a warning not to show up. But I believe 80,000 people signed up for something that was meant to be, a, you know, a joke. No, I mean, and you want to say, okay, so... Where did you think you were going to come out to? Where did you think you were going to walk to and shoot the gun? It's 190,000 mile an hour wind. Don't you think shooting the gun would be dangerous? Because maybe the bullet's going to go, hey! You know? I mean, it's just kind of crazy. But, but they, folks signed up for it. A lot of crazies. They're all. All righty. Welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Trump dismisses climate change question by contradicting himself on hurricanes. I just got through saying, folks, that you cannot rest on anything that this guy says because he's going to change his mind in a flash of a minute. 
or less. He contradicts himself. He's saying that we've had bigger hurricanes than the one we've experienced uh, lately. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Wow. Uh, and this is this and this is new. This is current. President Donald Trump pressed on whether to back to back deadly hurricanes have changed his views on climate change. Okay, dodged the question on Thursday by contradict, contradicting past comments he made about the size of the storms that have rocked Texas and Florida. He he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's doing. But he's out there trying to act like a president, and it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. Trump was speaking to reporters aboard Air Force One on Thursday after touring the damage from Hurricane Irma on Florida's west coast. And he still doesn't believe in climate change. He doesn't still doesn't believe in global warming. It's which is crazy because what is causing these hurricanes, these rains, these storms? What's causing Who's responsible? We are responsible. We are responsible for this. We're sending all kinds of stuff in, into the atmosphere. I'm no scientist, but I do believe in global warming. I mean, I have, if I never believed in it before, I believe in it now. You know, I, I think there is something to it. And Trump would believe, but <laughs> I think Trump would actually believe in global warming and and um, climate change if he didn't have a lot of other people whispering in, the, in his ear saying, don't believe in that kind of thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the Republicans wouldn't believe in global warming or climate change if it smacked them in the face. They just wouldn't believe because it's, they're conservatives and conservatives, GOP, they don't believe. You know, I mean, they wouldn't believe in climate change if it ran up and bit them. But, um, you know, okay, Donald Trump, I mean, you can't believe this guy. I mean, he's, he, they were saying that he struck a deal with DACA, which he did. He did strike a deal. Now he's saying it was no deal. He, I mean, even these people were in the White House. They were sitting on the couch. They were in the Oval Office when he struck the deal. There were Republicans and Democrats all around him. And now he's saying he didn't strike a deal when everybody there basically said the man struck a deal. Now he was saying, you know, he, he was believing in climate change for a little while. And then somebody, I guess someone, is one of his aides or one of his flunkies or whispered in his ear and said that, your base do not want you to believe in climate change or global warming. Suddenly, he doesn't believe in it anymore. <laughs> Donald Trump, um, uh, people are, he's following his base. He, it, his base is telling him what to do, what to say, what not to say. And um, they get pissed off when he, he doesn't fulfill his uh, campaign promises about deporting people and immigration and stopping people from coming into the country, throwing people out of the country, whether they're good guys or bad guys, he, he's going to toss them. And one of the things, one of the things about Donald Trump's base, it's dwindling. I mean, his base, 
his supporters are not as many as there were before. Uh, a lot of them have said that they were, they are, they are disappointed. They they feel as though they were conned and hoodwinked in voting for this guy. Newsflash: You were. <laughs> you, you were. Donald Trump is nothing but a carnival barker, a con man, a thug. He thinks only of himself. And all of these people around him who are uh, aiding and abetting him, they're the same thing. You know, birds of a feather rock to flock together. Flock, not rock, not flock. Okay, whatever. <laughs> You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is 7.20 p.m. in the city of Chicago. We got about 10 more minutes left into the show. And uh, we will, uh, this is Thursday, we will be back on Monday. We'll be back Monday, and we have a whole slew of brand-new guests, brand-new um, uh, stories and topics to talk about. Uh, it's going to be fun, folks. Uh, wait a minute. Okay. And I have a doctor's appointment. Yes. Uh, uh, but I think I'll be back in time to uh, do the show. Maybe. <laughs> Let's hope so. All righty. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got a whole slew of guests. I, I'm I'm looking at my calendar right now, so uh, make sure you guys tune in for that. It should be interesting. It should be very very interesting. Okay, you can always follow me on Facebook, again, <laughs> uh, Google. I'm all over the place. I'm never too hard to find because um, um, I love people. I love talking to people. I love engaging with the right kinds of people. And, uh, you know, like I said before, I deal with a lot of people and, you know, people are different. People think differently. People, no person is ever exactly the same. So you, you, you kind of have to adjust to them. Wow. Sound like I'm in a job interview. Sound like <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show at 721. We're going to do a little bit of this. Kelly Conway. Whatever happened to Kelly Conway? I don't see her much on cable, but I'm pretty sure she's still with the Trump administration. This is, this is a little bit of criticism about her. During an interview with Politico that was posted online this week, White House advisor, White House aide, whatever you want to call her, White House spokesperson maybe, Kellyanne Conway took a shot at her critics once again. She told Politico that her criti- critics were, quote, unhappy people with poison keyboards. I guess what she's trying to say is that they're a bunch of internet trolls going out there just saying mean old things to Kellyanne who really isn't doing anything wrong. She doesn't understand why people are being so mean and horrible to her these days. Now, according to this interview that she gave with Politico, she had explained to her children that, yeah, look, mommy's going to be doing this thing. People are going to come at her. It's going to be you know, pretty ugly sometimes, but just deal with it. To be honest, that is a very good thing to tell your children. Yeah, when you're in the public spotlight, there's going to be the naysayers. But if she took the time to explain that to her children, maybe she should have taken the time to explain to her children that, hey, listen, mommy's going to have to go on TV and lie through her teeth to the American public about things that never happened. She is the one who came up with the term alternative facts. She is the one who invented the Bowling Green Massacre that never happened. 
So I understand nobody likes to get criticized. But Kellyanne, you're inviting this on yourself. The people who criticize you, who call you out, are not unhappy people. I can tell you firsthand, I'm a very happy person. I love my life right now. But I will continue to criticize you anytime you feel the need to go on television and lie to the American public on behalf of Donald Trump. Anytime you make up a fake terrorist attack, we're going to be there, as will everybody else online. And it's not because we just dislike you. It's because we don't want you to continue to dumb down the United States. This is our civic duty to hold you and everyone else in your White House accountable. So you may think it's fine to go out there and give these interviews and attack the people who you claim are attacking you. But the truth is, all we're doing is trying to hold you accountable and to be honest, try to undo some of the damage that you're inflicting on the public today. There are Republicans out there in the United States today who, honest to God, believe that the Bowling Green Massacre was a thing, that it happened, that it was carried out by Iraqi immigrants, and that U.S. citizens died as a result of it. And that's all on you, Kellyanne. You're poisoning the public discourse. It's not the, the people who dislike you. They don't have the problems. You do. And you need to learn, and you need to take the time to teach your children that when you screw up, you do get held accountable. When you lie to hundreds of millions of people, they're going to come after you. And the only way you can make it right is to go out and apologize and try to do the right thing from that point forward. That's what you need to learn. But honestly, I don't think you ever will. You're very happy being a, a, a stooge for Donald Trump. You have no problem going out in the media and just literally making things up. It must be nice to live in a world where you don't have to bother with things like research. You can just immediately go out there, say whatever you want. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. You don't care. You just move on to the next interview. While the rest of us have to pick up the pieces and undo the damage that you cause every time you put your face in front of a camera. If you like this Amen. video, make sure you like, comment, share, <laughs> All right, and most importantly, so subscribe to our YouTube channel oh, if you haven't already. If you've done all those things, please check out all... All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder Jr. Show has now arrived.
troubled world, I pray the Lord to keep Keep hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small The George Water Jr. show is just about off the air. One of the things about the hurricanes that I, I, I found so humorous was watching the weather people out there in the middle of the hurricane, all the wind blowing all around the place. <laughs> it, they just look so silly. <laughs> blowing the weather people out there in the elements, in the hurricane, and they look so stupid. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Thanks for joining me, folks. I hope to see you next Have a great weekend. Have a great evening. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.